0: Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography, and I'm so excited you guys are here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So this episode is a little bit different than most because we're talking about how to safeguard your wedding photography business from the unexpected and worst-case scenarios. Basically, we had this podcast... Interview already scheduled for the the day we did it, which was last week, and I just decided to push up the release date because of what is going on around us with the base, you know the, the global pandemic of coronavirus COVID-19 and how it is affecting the entire world. I wanted to to help you guys as soon as I can and get you some real advice from somebody who has already safeguarded their business and has prepared for a worst case scenario so Margot was already scheduled to be on the show and we just pushed it up and she gives some really great advice for you guys to do right now um, how to basically you know get out of treading water and be ahead of the curve um, and to be prepared for the future So, a little bit about Margo is that she is a wedding planner based in Los Angeles, California. Her company is called Harmony Creative Studios, and she has been designing and planning weddings since 2011. Margo has dedicated her time to serve the wedding industry by becoming an educator and motivational speaker. And I'm really glad that she's on the show because this episode is really, really important, and I know it's going to help you guys immediately. So, thank you, Margo, for being here, and I hope you guys learn a lot and don't freak out (laughs) I know it's hard it is definitely a scary time and our industry the wedding industry has been hit particularly hard especially events or anybody surrounding events so I'm really glad that that we're able to do this today Also, a few things before we begin is that I'd love for you guys to listen to today's show and then leave us a five-star review on on, on Apple's podcast platform for other listeners to see. We're almost at our goal of 20 reviews in 2020, so I would love for you to add yours. Um, and help us out thank you so much again you can uh, find out more about what's going on at teamwithjanae.com you can read our latest blog posts, join our newsletter and our facebook group which is where we're supporting other creatives and other wedding photographers Um, in there i'm sharing resources about um, the coronavirus and, and the government listings and just and also some fun things in there to get you guys your mind off of what's going on so let without further ado, let's get to it. So grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. We have an incredible guest today. Margo, can you say hi to everyone?
1: Hi there, podcast land.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for being here.
1: I'm excited to be here. I think this is a time that we need to kind of talk things out in our industry, so I'm happy to get into it.
0: I know, I know. This this podcast it was already on the books and then we're just we're doing it today and we're gonna push up the launch date because we wanna help everybody as soon as possible. So before we begin and before we start, let's tell everybody a little bit about you, your company and how you started your business.
1: Absolutely. So uh, once again, my name is Margot Frazee. I own a boutique wedding planning firm in Los Angeles, California, Harmony Creative Studio. I started my business about nine years ago. So 2011. So it's been a, it's been a hot minute. Uh, before that, I actually was involved with uh, retail consulting. So I worked for a consulting firm out of New York. And I worked for brands like Nike, Lucky Brand Jeans, Ben Sherman, and also Yahoo. So the last thing that I did with them is I was working for Yahoo in an office here in Santa Monica uh, to, as kind of a go-between between Yahoo and the company that I worked for to make products that had like Yahoo, you know, logos and things on them that they had mm-hmm. they had actual stores if you can believe it back in like 2008, right? Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird to think about that now, uh, but. So the people that really wanted those products the most, I mean, we sold them to the public, but the people that wanted them the most were actually the people who worked for the Yahoo events department, the people who actually worked for Yahoo, who would put on all of these, like their holiday parties and their marketing events and things like that, because they wanted swag, right? So I ended up working with their events department a little more than, Maybe I should have a little bit more than in my job involved because it was frankly a lot more fun than my job. So I was working in tandem with them on events. And then at the same time, several of my friends were getting married. And as the story goes for every wedding professional, one of my friends was like, Hey, you could come help me with my wedding. Right. I mean, that's you were kind of doing events. And I was like, sure, I could do it because we're all so newbie at the time. And we're like, yeah, absolutely. I could do that. But I discovered that I really love doing weddings. So I did weddings for a couple of friends. I worked under a established wedding planner here in Los Angeles for a little while. She kind of mentored me. And then I started doing them on my own part time. And then about 2011 was when I was like, the economy had suffered enough. My the business, the, the company that I was working for doing retail consulting was kind of taking a different direction away from creative and more towards kind of me being in charge of an army of merchandisers who would go in and bold stuff. And that was really not my jam. So I decided to phase out working for the consulting firm, go part-time and go all in and start my own wedding planning business. So that's how I got into the business. But one of the things I think is really pertinent to what we're going to talk about today is the story of what happened after I started my business. So I had been in business for about three and a half years and everything was finally clicking. Everything was finally coming together, was finally getting those clients that I really loved. And unexpectedly in June of 2014, I was diagnosed with stage four inflammatory breast cancer. Dun, dun, dun. So, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know. Uh, I was 34. It was really unexpected. It was out of, out of the blue. I mean, it wasn't even on my radar. And it it's so wild to think about somebody looking you in your face and telling you that you legit have like less than a year to live and you need to get your affairs in order because that's what happened to me. So wow. everyone on some level is kind of experiencing that right now. We're recording this at a time when it's really, you know, the, the coronavirus COVID-19 thing is really pertinent. And it, it's interesting because I've been talking about this topic, um, you know, kind of setting yourself up for success, uh, preparing your business for the unexpected for a couple of years, because I had, I had to do that for myself on kind of a smaller mm-hmm. level, because, mm-hmm. When I was diagnosed, I had to offload some clients. I went through all the things for treatment. I went through surgery, chemo, radiation, everything. I had to take a couple years off of my business. So I know what it's like to be kind of faced with something that you never expected and how to kind of prepare your business for that. Because I have the, I have the, the value of hindsight, at this point. This is right. six years ago. So I know the things that I did correctly that really helped me get through that. And I also know being on the the back end, what I wish I would have done. So it, <laughs> I hate to say that I was forged in fire and we're all kind of doing that now, but it's true.
0: Wow. What an incredible story. So you're are you cancer free? Like it's six years later, are we in remission? How, how are you?
1: Yeah. The, the cancer that I have is, it was really, really aggressive. Um, The same thing that made it very susceptible to the, the, the hardcore chemo that they gave me and the hormone medication they gave me also makes it uh, grow really rapidly. So my, my particular ki- type of cancer, they don't ever tell me remission. Like that's not a word that they use, but I have now had three straight years of clean scans, clean cat scans and, and pet scans and things. So they are very, very hopeful for my future. And every everything is fine now. I'm fine. You may hear me breathing a little heavy. You may hear me cough. Uh, try not to read into that audience out there in podcast land. <laughs> uh, I, I, as a result of, of uh, cancer, I actually had to have one of my lungs removed Uh, I had a metastasis in one of my lungs, so I'm down a lung. So it's not coronavirus related. So just wanted to let you guys know
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so happy that you're here. And thank you so much for taking the time to do this. So this podcast could not be more timely with the COVID-19 outbreak. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had planned this. I mentioned in the beginning, we had planned this already. And it's just crazy what's actually going on. And especially in our um, industry and people, you know, it's like businesses closing down at a rapid rate. And, you know, as small business owners, you know, how can we prepare ourselves and our business for the worst case scenario?
1: Yeah, I, it's so crazy right now. I, I just, I, I want to take a moment to just kind of acknowledge that it is, it's an uncertain time. It, I feel like the entire industry, the entire world feels like I did those first couple of weeks after they told me that I had cancer because everything is just so uncertain. So it's, it's okay. But I want to let everyone know it's okay. First of all, to like sit with yourself for a minute and, 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 and not know exactly what to do. Right. Because that's kind of what I did. It took a while to really get into working on my business. You know, when I was ill, I had the value of time When I was going through treatment, I had zero, uh, you know, I I couldn't leave the house, kind of like now. I had no energy. I had no money because I wasn't working. But what I did have was time. And everyone kind of has time now. So once I, I, you know, was doing my treatment and I kind of sat with myself, because if I were to say there were no nights that I cried myself to sleep, that would be a lie, obviously. So once I was able to get back into it the very first thing that I realized that I needed to do, and and I recommend this for everyone else, is to evaluate your business. Like, literally just look at your business, look at what, what you have on the books, look at what's going on, see where you are in your business. I think that's the step some people miss. They're like, oh, I just want to dive into doing all those blogs that I've been putting off, or I want to dive into doing this, or I want to dive into doing that, and I think the most important step is to first evaluate where you are because if you don't know exactly where you are, you can't move yourself forward. So that's Mm -hmm. the very first thing that I want people to do when they're preparing their business or right now, it's not really foresight, unfortunately, because people are really in it in our industry. They're really kind of realizing where they are in their business, you know, by default Uh, they're, they're having to take a look at their business, but you know, just really make some time and evaluate where you are. You know, evaluate your staffing, your insurance, your, you know, all of these things. Evaluate your business is so important. So that's really step number one. Like that's like baby step number one, but it's mm-hmm. missed a lot.
0: The second. Yeah, I love that. I think that's really good for people to just take a minute mm-hmm. and just sit with what's happening around us because I feel you know, like you, you want to jump in right away, like, okay, let's do all this stuff and I'm just going to be busy, but then mm-hmm. you don't take the time to say, well, what am I going to do? Or like, how can I process this or how am I feeling? You know? So I think it, I I love that you're telling people just to like be in it for a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, yeah. and like see, what, see what's going on. So what's step number two?
1: So the second thing that you're going to have to do after you evaluate your business is really take a look at your workflows, you know, your, your system. Uh, The top thing that really helped me when I, you know, when everything happened to me was the one thing that I had had the foresight to do uh, is to write down all of my workflows, all of my processes. So every single step that I take with clients, everything from what I do when they first reach out to me, to the inquiry process, how I onboard clients, the process of working with each client. Now from a wedding planning perspective, each client is special we all know that but mm-hmm. <laughs> but there is an overriding kind of domino effect thing that has to happen to plan a wedding so there is an overarching structure that i take with every client to plan their wedding so each one of those things is very clearly written out the steps that i take same with offboarding same with how i you know follow up with clients after the fact and then i use a crm so i use basecamp in my business, but there are many different types of that. There's aisle planner, honey book, all, all different types of things. And I make sure that at each step I'm documenting what's been done with clients and what the next step is. And the reason those two things together are so important is that if someone needed to step into your business in an emergency and take over, they have to know exactly what to do and where you're at. Yeah. It's, it's just that simple, right? It's just that simple. I have a a circle of friends, wedding planner peers that I uh, have, have gotten together with, you know, after this, I didn't do this before. This is one of the things in hindsight, I know I have to do now. And they're all experienced wedding planners. And I'm confident that if I had another emergency or I was in a car accident or something weird happened that I could call them and say, here's, the log log into this online project management system on, on Basecamp. Here's where, here's where I am. And they would be able to take it over as a professional because everything is really laid out for them. So if you don't have your workflows, whatever your workflow is, I can't tell you what your workflow should be, but you need to figure that out for yourself and have it documented so that someone else could figure it out if they had to. Your assistant, someone in your trusted circle of friends, someone may have to someday pick up one of your, you know, photography clients at a moment's notice. And they need to know, have they filled out your photo list? Have they, you know, uh, sent you the final payment? Have they done these things so that you can then move that so that they can then move forward? So that's really important. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that. I use 17 hats and um, I. it's so funny that you say this because I actually did this last week Yay. where I, w- I went through and I just cleaned up my workflows and added the steps that I had been missing but didn't have time to add. So I actually did all of that already, which is so funny, but it makes perfect sense that I have a very good network too of wedding photographer peers and colleagues and like best friends that I could say, hey, you know what? I have it and I can't make this wedding who is available and here is what you need to do. So that's that's such great advice. I love that.
1: Absolutely. So the the next thing after that, so th- those are like real basics, like evaluating your business, getting your workflow in order, everything. Then we're on to like the nitty-gritty, right? Which is things like contracts, insurance, staffing, you know, all of these things kind of go together because they all involve you calling your attorney, calling your insurance agent figuring out your workers comp, all of these things that are on the back end of your business that you really want to make sure are kind of tightened up right now. Um, I think a lot of people in our industry are in all categories are realizing the value of a tight contract right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's um yeah, I'll be honest for years and years as a wedding planner, I am, viewing people's contracts to look out for red flags, to make sure that I'm aware of what people are actually paying for. So they get what they're paying for, you know, maybe in terms of a photography contract and hours or a floral contract and exactly what is, you know, supposed to uh, be delivered, things like that. So I'm looking at them. So I'm looking at all of your guys' contracts and there's a lot of problems out there and there have been for a long time. Uh, so I think people are just now realizing the value of a, a contract and realizing that what they have patched together is not going to cut it. They're, right. they're realizing it in unfortunately the worst way possible, uh, right, right now, but
0: I know I, 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 it's so smart and I have to say even for personal experience. So when I started, I definitely, you know, piecemealed my contract together mm-hmm. and who has money for a lawyer. But actually last year at the Hybrid Co, um, for those of you listening, you know that I spoke there this year. Um, But last year I bought brand new contracts, like legit contracts from um, a, a lawyer who specialized in wedding photography and my contracts today that all my clients have you know, are keeping me in check with this, with this pandemic. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, I have a clear rescheduling clause. I have a clear, you know, no refund clause. I have a clear cancellation clause. Mm -hmm. I have clear, uh, force majeure. It's like people in these Facebook groups, other photographers are like, what is a force majeure? I'm like, oh my God, you don't even, like, you don't even have Mm -hmm. that? Like, oh my gosh. So I will say for people listening, like if you need contracts, the legal page is great. And, There's a couple other ones too, but it's worth the investment of four or $500 versus having to give back thousands of dollars in retainers because you don't have the right wording and you don't, you know, you don't know what you're doing. It's, it's, yeah, you have to invest to to save yourself, you know? Yeah.
1: I, it's so funny you mentioned that because I think at the, at the very least, everyone in the wedding industry or the photography industry or the small creative business industry, whatever that is for you, at the very least, you need to have a contract that is drafted by someone who is aware of our industry. So someone like the legal page, engaged in illegal, uh, your legal BFF, and that's, that's Stephen, uh, the law tog, you know, pe- yeah, people like tog. that, you, need, you know, at the very least, you should have something drafted by someone who is aware of our industry. You know, my father is an attorney. He has not the slightest first understanding of wedding planning you know what i mean so <laughs> <laughs> both my parents are attorneys actually so, so oh, wow. I my contract has been vetted by no less than, than four attorneys two of whom are my parents they're just kind of looking at it over but i you know i also have one of the attorneys that i just mentioned and then also one of my very good friends is, is an attorney who deals with uh contract contractual law so mine just because i grew up with parents that are attorneys i have always known this the the, the 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 back end of, of how valuable contracts are. But at the very yeah. least, people should have, you know, one of these templates that is sold by one of these people. And then if you have the money, we I also recommend having it looked over in person by someone in your state, in your area, just to make sure that it is, you know, gonna hold up in your area because I mean here right. in California, the laws are so much stricter than other places in the country, and if you're in a place like Louisiana that still follows the Napoleonic Code or something, I don't even know I mean it's got to be so different you know, so just mm-hmm, keep in mm-hmm. mind that even though you know at the very least you want to have one of these templates, you should still have an actual attorney that's in your area look it over and it'll cost you a lot less. I think you were mentioning this on on one of your last podcasts where it, it'll it'll save you a lot of money to have a template and then have an attorney look over it. Then to have an attorney draft a whole new contract for you.
0: So, right. Yeah. And, and some of these online, um, uh, mm-hmm. lawyers for wedding photographers and wedding professionals, they have clauses right. that you can buy. You can buy a professionally mm-hmm. written clause that is going to save you X, Y, and Z. So yeah, I, I truly, that's such great advice is to get a proper contract written by a real lawyer who who is specialized in this field and then have somebody else look it over in your state to know if it's going to hold up in court. So that's
1: great advice. I really right. thank before, you. <laughs> before we get off contracts, I I've seen contract work in person for my business. So back when I was diagnosed and I realized that I had weddings on the books that were going to be smack in the middle of my chemotherapy treatment later in the year that I wasn't going to be able to work. Luckily for me, well, I know, luckily is a, you know, <laughs> that's not what I mean, but um, <laughs> thankfully I so I was diagnosed on a Tuesday. I actually did a wedding that Saturday because I oh, wow. I mean there was no phys, there wasn't a physical difference with me between th- Tuesday and Saturday. I hadn't done anything yet, but I had a bunch of and then there was a gap thankfully for me, but there were weddings in the fall that I had to um hand off to other wedding planners. So I had uh, clauses in my contract that were specific to what would happen in the unlikely event of a semere, severe severe medical emergency and things like that. Also things like limit of liability, which is, you know, my clients are only, they only get back what they've paid me. They can't come back and sue me for, you know, a whole bunch of money because I'm not able to. So these are the things in your contract that you can work out with your attorney to really protect you. And with everything that's going on now, I have, so I just told you that my contract has been looked over by four different attorneys, right? right. When all mm-hmm. of this came down, and I had to send change amendments because I've now postponed eight weddings, so like three and a half months' worth of weddings have already been postponed for me right now. When I sent change amendments, I talked to my attorney again, and they had updated wording that they wanted me to put in there that addressed pandemics and in in you know really beefed up my force majeure clause and you know more specific cancellation language and things like that so even if your contract has been looked at by an attorney. For what's happening right now, you may want to talk to them again.
0: Yeah, no, great advice. So good. Yeah, so everyone's I like know. writing this down
1: right now. Like, okay, call I, my attorney. I, literally, <laughs> if you guys hear nothing else from this podcast that we're doing right now, please call an attorney and figure out where your business is at legally. Not in terms of just your contract, but in terms of your, you know, workers' comp and your. You know things like that. Like you have to figure out if your if your business is actually legal. Are you an LLC? Are you an S corp? I can't tell you what you need to be, and you know, an attorney has got to do that for you. You got to make sure everything is kind of solid right now.
0: I know, I know, that's really good advice, and I think people should stop asking other photographers in Facebook groups because guess guess what? We don't don't know. know. It happens.
1: It happens in (laughs) planner groups too. Trust me. But more now, but it's been going on for years. People are like, can you show me your contract? And people are like, yeah, sure. Here it is. And I'm like, no, you can't see my contract. I paid someone a lot of money for that. You like, that's part of it. I can tell you that you should A, call an attorney and talk to them and B, you know, maybe here's what you should think about, but I can't, I'm not an attorney. I'm not allowed legally to give you advice. And I will say again, the listeners out there, I am not an attorney. This is not legal advice. This is just common sense things about what you should have in place and that you should actually speak to an attorney. Please do.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. So as we find ourselves, you know, in this unprecedented times where things are just really turned Mm -hmm. upside down, you know, can you, can you give our listeners some advice and maybe a little bit of hope
1: as we can, you know, handle this situation? I mean, I hope so. uh, Because frankly, I've been there. I mean this is not the first time that some crazy crushing thing has happened to my business, and i mm-hmm. I even though what happened to me with cancer was was pretty severe uh what I've been saying for years is that everything every everybody has things in their business that affect them they have divorce, they move, they lose an assistant they you know things happen on the back end of people's business you know natural disasters there were huge fires here in Malibu last year that affected so many weddings. It's crazy. And up in Northern California, so things happen. So you always have to be kind of ready for these things, but I've been there. I, I didn't know if I was going to be alive now. So, and I am, and what I can tell people that I've learned through the process, number one is you have to lean on your support system. I think a lot of businesses will be lost to pride rather than mismanagement during this time in our industry, because a lot of us are solopreneurs. We don't like asking for help. I'm guilty of it. I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of people I know are guilty of it. But when the chips are down, that's when you have to lean on your support system, lean on your community. And one of the biggest lessons I learned going through cancer was figuring out exactly who I could count on and who I couldn't. And you all can do the same thing now. Emergencies, tragedies, disasters, they bring out the best and worst in people, not unlike weddings themselves, right? So (laughs) so here's, so here's what I want people to think about now. Which educators are out there hitting the pavement, supporting their community? Which networking organizations are out there providing education, helping their members? Who in your group of peers is helping you And who who do you feel you can count on? Those are the people and the organizations that you should strengthen your relationship with down the line, strengthen your ties with, and prove that they deserve your money and your time. It's not going to be great to instead of think of all these people who were suddenly unavailable or who were looking out for their own best interests. uh, I think this is going to be really revealing in terms of character for your your family, your friends, and also your vendor peers you know, yeah. and your clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're having issues with clients, maybe it's time to, to sit and think about if there's a common denominator, if there's a type of person that's really causing you a problem, a type of event or anything like that, and try to eliminate that type of client from your sales funnel to see if there's anything you can do to weed out those clients. I had to do that years ago when I realized that some of my clients would not return emails. It was really crazy. Mm-hmm. They were—I I would email them; I, they, they just wouldn't return emails. And then I realized that those were the same people that, when they inquired with me, I had to send them five emails. Like Alan Berg says, I had to send them five emails to get back to me, even in the inquiry process. So what I did was I stopped doing that. You got—you got. You got Right. One and a half follow-up emails from me, and that's it. Because if you're the type of person that I have to follow up with five times, working with you, I have discovered, is going to really annoy me. So, <laughs> that's great so if you are having you know, a couple of really troublesome clients right now with very distinct personality types or features or things like that that are really giving you a problem, sit and think about what you're putting out there that's attracting that type of person, and maybe tweak your, your ideal client, tweak your sales funnel to weed those people out.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it's so I love that you said, you know, the people that are helping the most and putting education out there and content, like we're doing this right now, like to help all of, you mm-hmm. know, our community. And I've been hosting, um, weekly Google Hangouts for everybody, like just to connect and like, get your mind off stuff and help people walk through things because, you know, they just want to talk, you know, we're all trapped in our houses and it's like, okay, you know, visually we need to see people like, just to kind of feel connected. So I'm doing my part. as Yeah. And there,
1: there are tons of resources out there and networks. I mean, that help small businesses right now. Um, the rising tide at HoneyBook are putting tons of, they have a hub online. If you look up the rising tide, I mean, the first thing that you come up with is like a resource hub for all kinds of stuff relating to this 17 hats has done the same. And also, uh, I didn't know about the small business association until now. And I, I mean, you know, that's a place you can look up for a lot of resources. I think it's just SBA.gov. Yeah. Um, And it's important for people to know that you're not in this alone. This is happening to all of us. You're not, you're not the only right. one going through it. So it's important to, yeah. you know, that that's something I've been trying to tell my clients like, hey, I understand that this is your wedding and it's the most important thing to you right now. And you've been looking forward to this and planning this for the last year. But you also need to understand that it's not just happening to you.
0: Right. Yeah, I think that's really great advice because people are, you know, are getting down and they're getting worried. And, it's, and you know, I know like people with mortgages, mm-hmm. myself included, and renters and paying rent and paying your bills. It's like it's not just that you're deadbeat mm-hmm. and you can't pay. It's it's the entire United States asking for a three month,
1: you mm-hmm. know,
0: extension. And most companies, I mean, I called my American Express uh, mm-hmm. corporate card and to see what they could do for me. And they were like, Oh, we're gonna waive your payment for this month. It'll be just we're just gonna move it back a month and there's no fees or anything. And then there's an incredible Um, help to a small business like myself where I have, you know, Amex you have to pay Mm -hmm. every month in full. And they're like, you know what? We know you need the liquid cash. So we're going to move it back and see how it happens. And if you need more time, we'll move it back again. And for a huge corporation like that to help out a small business like myself, I'm like, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. And I got a couple of emails from the SAB and sorry, SBA and you know they have grants and and loans and forgivable loans that everyone should be looking into because the government is is trying to help you. You know, like they're they know it's not
1: your fault. It's it's you know it's yeah. But you have to list. ask. The government's not going to show up at yeah. your door and give you money. So well, I mean, I, no. I think they are going to apply. send some people money. I don't I don't even want to get into how that's going to work. But in terms yeah. of like business yeah. loans, forgivable grants, you know, credit cards, you know, pushing back payments and doing everything like that. Uh, you you have to be proactive about that. You have to call them. You have to ask. Right. And there no yeah. people out there that they're getting that call from everyone else as well. It's not just you calling and be like, I can't make my payment. It's you calling and be like, Hey, some some stuff is happening. <laughs> how, how how what what yeah. are you? What are we able to figure out here? You know. And then and people exactly. are very willing yeah. to work with you. But you have to you have to ask
0: yeah you have to ask for help. I love that so let's talk about if there are five things that people can do as of today, whether listening to this podcast to help prepare them for the worst case scenario mm-hmm.
1: going forward. So number one is uh now is the time to make a real business plan if you don't have one. Some people just kind of start their business in our industry right without thinking about their mission, mm-hmm. without thinking about what it will take to grow, and in all honesty. It might be needed for you to attain some of this funding that's out there. Some loans and things like that require to see some kind of business plan. Uh, Again, we were just talking about the SBA. The SBA website uh, can help you with this. They have examples that you can look at. Uh, Also included in a business plan this time is to make yourself a real entity if you aren't one already, like I was just saying, like an LLC, Sol P, Corp, whatever that is, research it now, talk to your attorney, make yourself legit right now if you aren't already because that's going to separate you know the people who are just here for fun and the people who are very serious about their career uh Mm -hmm. going back number two going back to getting your contracts drafted by a real attorney uh that includes change forms real cancellation contracts it's the single biggest investment that you can make in your business is a strong contract you know uh that toady that (laughs) that Teddy Roosevelt saying, walk softly and carry a big stick. Well, your contract Mm -hmm. is the stick. You can can still run your business with empathy and care for your clients and have strong legal documents that protect you. Like that's really important. Uh, Again, I'm seeing a lot of patchwork documents. Um, Honestly, if if I'm being very honest, a lot of them are photography contracts. Uh, Missing things like, deliverables, cancellation, postponement, even payment schedules. When is your final payment due? How long is your turnaround time? These are very basic questions that need to be answered by your contract, and I think people are finding out right now exactly what they don't have and how that's going to hurt them possibly. So, that's definitely number 2. Yeah. Number 3, talk, same kind of thing. Talk to an insurance agent about what your business needs. Your business needs are different than my business needs and different from Janae's business needs because we all have different types of businesses. Do you need workers' comp, disability insurance, errors and omissions? Have you ever heard, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even know that was a thing and my insurance company was like, you definitely need yeah. this and I was like, okay, sure. Uh, I have no idea what you need and frankly, neither do you unless you used to be an insurance agent, you know? So, <laughs> let's all be <laughs> <laughs> honest about what we know and what we don't know, it would be a, it would be such a shame yeah. for you to do all this work and then have it all lost because you just weren't covered by these silly little things. Right. So
0: yeah, I will say people listening, uh, wedding photographers specifically, if you're not a member of the PPA, uh, Professional Photographers Association, it's $27.32 a month. Right? <laughs> I get this bill every month and you get um, insurance with them that will cover you in addition to your other insurance, which you should have for a CLI and uh, they have errors and omissions in there and that will protect you. if, like a hard drive dies and you lose all your files. Like they have attorneys that will help you. so you guys should uh, definitely join and be a part of the PPA
1: if you're not already. Mm, It's so funny. You just mentioned hard drive dying because literally the next thing on the list is specific to photographers. You guys are so great at, you know, having redundancies and backups for your work product for photos. You need to do this for your business files as well. You you should have your mm-hmm. you know all of the backend forms, all of your you know LLC filings, all of these things that are very pertinent to your business, and you may need in an emergency. They need to be backed up on a cloud, hard copy in several places, just in case, because you never know. I know you guys are already doing that with your photos. Do it with everything else in your business as well, just just in case. So it's yeah. really funny that you mentioned that Uh, because that was the fourth thing. (laughs) And the fifth thing is just like I have organized kind of a trusted circle of uh, planner peers, photographers and other vendor types can do this as well. Let me be specific and clear, not your friends, people who would be considered a comparable substitute for you, your style, your pricing, things like that. Uh, What we did in our group is we have a Google, like a shared Google uh, Excel sheet with dates and we're marking who's available on what date and who's not. So if I, uh, you know, God forbid the worst happens and I have to go back into treatment and I know that I'm not going to be available for September weddings, I can go to this file and I can see who is available for September, who I need to call because it's constantly updated. And everyone should be doing that as well because it goes back to, kind of your liability and you know making sure that your contracts are protected because if your contract says that you will do everything in your power to provide a substitute you're going to have to do that if that's what it says and so you need to have something in place you know uh, people that that can be considered actual substitutes for you not just like some random photographer that's a totally different style that costs half as much as you do that's not considered a reasonable substitute under the law so Think about that when you're, you know, getting your circle of trusted contacts together.
0: Yeah, that's a great idea. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to do that as soon as we get off, off this podcast yeah. interview. I'm like, okay, because we, we, all, we all know that we're going to be, you know, we have, I have a group of, you know, peers that I'm like, okay, I can trust you. I know that you mm-hmm. would do an incredible job. And, you know, I think it's really smart for people listening to see when they're available. And just, you know, if you get ill, Can somebody fill your spot, you know, and in my contract, like my uh, client has Mm -hmm. the right of refusal, like if they don't like who I said, and then Mm -hmm. they will take it from there. But I think if you come Mm -hmm. with a strong candidate.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't. A couple of times I had to enact that with my contract. I didn't. Um, My clients were just I mean, in my case, they were just like what? Yes. Okay. Because um, they were wonderful <laughs> humans. You know what I mean? And they kind of understood what was happening. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I wanted to mention something um, that you just said. Oh, so <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I hate it when that happens on podcasts. We're supposed to have That's it okay. all, We're supposed to have it all together here, right? On podcasts, we're talking, but, but, even, but even- We'll come back are, to are, it. Yeah. Oh, what I was going to say is um, if that sounds like something you don't want to do, like if you if you're like oh I don't want to like open myself up to some of my peers or all this kind of stuff uh, I would sit with yourself and 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 think of really why you feel that way because the phrase you know hashtag community over competition it, you know it, it's a it's a buzzword that goes around our industry and but I think that there are a lot of people that are resistant to it and I I, I always mm-hmm. want people to sit with themselves and think about why. Why are you so resistant to, you know, people knowing something about your business for the purposes of trying to help you? I, I that was what I was thinking about. I was thinking about, you know, we have such a strong planner group here in Los Angeles with with, the, you know, my kind of planner peers. But then there there are quite a few people that are like, no, I'm, I'm going to go it myself. I think those people are really struggling right now. The people who've decided to, to block themselves yeah. off from help. So I would, I, if that doesn't yeah. sound like something you want to do, maybe sit with yourself and ask yourself why that is.
0: Yeah. And I think what you said before, you know, don't mm. be afraid to ask for help. You know, every, everybody has to ask for help sooner or later. And I know that I definitely have been I, I can not have that personality type, like, no, I'm doing it myself mm-hmm. or no, I don't need any help. But then I had a kid and I was like, <laughs> I will take all the help you will give me because I cannot do it all. So for me, I was like, oh yeah, I learned my lesson. So I asked for yeah. help all the time. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> dude, can you help me? <laughs> so, you know, as we're, we're wrapping up, but you know, in this time of crisis, like it, people are really scared. Mm-hmm. People are freaking out. And, you know, I think what you said before is like we're in the middle of this hurricane, like in this tornado and we can't see what's mm-hmm. going to happen because we don't know, you know, like we're still, they just extended social distancing. They're they are going to probably extend no social gatherings for a while. Like we know that things are coming and it, and it's hard to be, you know, in this moment. And, you know, the good part is that we're in it together, but the hard part is that we're also still in it. And I guess my, what I want to know and like your Mm -hmm. perspective is really um, inspiring. I think, you know, will we be able to heal and sort of recover from this as a community?
1: I think a good percentage of us will. Uh, If we seek out help, would we need it? If we're smart about not burning our businesses to the ground to satisfy the whims of our clients, Uh, I've been seeing some stuff out there about people really just kind of doing, you know, people are so empathetic in the wedding industry. We want to help our clients. We're in this business for a reason. Uh, and you can have compassion for your clients and still make them understand again, that it's not just happening to them, that it's happening to all of us. And that the burden of what's happening is going to need to be spread around a bit, unfortunately. Um, and again, I think this Mm -hmm. is going to separate you know, the people who just thought events and weddings were fun or that photography was fun and people who are in it to have a serious career. So I think a lot of those people are going to slough off, but another colleague pointed this out to me another day. Uh, I've been having these planner calls with, you know, 10, 20 planners here in in LA kind of info sharing and stuff. And we were talking about this idea that it's going to, you know, separate the, the, the wheat from the chaff or whatever the expression is. And some of the newbie people or the people who aren't in it are going to fall away. But she made a good point that it will be offset by the people who have lost their jobs in other industries, who had been thinking about starting their own small photography business. It's going to push them in. So I think the uh, sum total will be negligible. Honestly. So I don't want people to think that all of a sudden we're going to come out on the other side of this and there's going to be half as many vendors as there were. I think that a lot of vendors will fall away. A lot of people aren't prepared for this. And unfortunately there are going to be some business losses. But I think there's going to be another big influx of people coming in, say who were thinking about doing this, and this was the, the push that they needed. So, you know, and I think mm-hmm. um yeah. you know I think a good percentage of people will survive because like in any business, you know, most of the people who have been around for some time have weathered some kind of storm before, you know, if you were a wedding business in 2008, you've already weathered a huge economic downturn. So this isn't, I mean, it's, this is something new. I don't ever want to dismiss it as not being something truly unknown and truly crazy, but it is a dip in the economy like anything else. And if you've been around for a while, you've weathered something before you'll weather it again because you're a professional. Most of us are professionals.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I started my business in 2010 uh, and then went full-time in 2013 and I haven't, this is definitely my first (laughs) dip, you know, like, but not, but not as a person, you know, because I Mm -hmm. was through nine 11 and 2008 and all that stuff like that. So I feel like, because we're established, because we've been doing this a long time, like I am not worried about, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lose my business. Do you know what I mean? Like I already know that that's not going to happen and I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that it doesn't. And if I have a slow season mm-hmm. or lowering prices or, or moving dates without fees, like I'm willing to do that, but right. not lower my worth, you know, keeping my integrity and my brand and what I built, but I'm willing to do a little bit of, you know, mm-hmm. negotiating, if you will, to keep it going to when things get better, because they will get better. You know, I think we will heal. And yeah, people will fall away and then new people will come in. And, you know, it's just, it'll be fun to be to, <laughs> to see everyone again and to give hugs and to like, enjoy a wedding and not be afraid that, I'll be afraid of like hugging and kissing and dancing together you know I think it'll be a time to celebrate yeah. and we can all enjoy it's, that. it's so
1: interesting because I think that um you know during this time you may as a business have to take on some less than ideal clients you may have to do a little bit more work like if you're a boutique you know, photography business or boutique firm like me, and maybe most years you have 20 weddings, maybe, you know, we'll have to the next go around have 25 or 30, just to, you know, again, spread that burden out a little bit. So I don't want everyone to think it's going to be all, Mm -hmm. you know, wine and roses, because it's it's definitely I don't think it's going to be. But it's, it's not it's not going to be something that's going to kill our industry. I think a lot of people are like, Oh, there will never be gatherings again. Oh, absolutely not. Look at, look throughout the history of time. We were gathering before the medieval plague. We'll gather after it's not, <laughs> it's not going to kill yeah, our industry. Totally. So I wish people would stop, stop saying yeah. stuff like that. But I, but one of the things I want people to think about is people are going to remember how you behaved and how your business behaved during this time. Um, if you're just in it for yourself, people will remember that and your business will suffer eventually. Uh, Don't be that person that people remember as not being reasonable. Now, I didn't say don't be that person who wasn't bending over backwards. Just don't be that person who wouldn't be reasonable given the situation. So I think people will remember the the people who were reasonable who tried to come together as a team and figure things out and the people who were just in it for themselves. So don't be that person.
0: Yeah, no, that's great advice. I will say that, um, we uh, there was an instance that I was, you know, uh, helping someone figure out or just being a part of and the people in the crew told the photographer, like, you're being unreasonable. Like, it's not about you right now. <laughs> like, you need to make a concession to keep your client happy, to keep them feeling okay, and to make mm-hmm. a small – it was tiny. It was a small concession. It's like it's so worth it because the way – you know, um, my friend Julie always says, like, it's not how – people will not remember what you did for them, mm-hmm. but they'll remember how you made them feel. And I know that's yeah. like a bigger quote from somebody else, but you know, they will remember if you were like if you were unwilling to make a concession or if you were unwilling to negotiate or unwilling to find a solution that everybody was happy with. And I think that's really important what you said, that people will remember you and might not hurt you now but it might hurt you later on because what's the saying people if if you are um they'll tell seven friends about you if they don't <laughs> like you but they you know you have to you have to ask them to promote you if they do like you you know right. you want to be on the so, good list, people
1: not even just with this but even you know for for forever in time in the wedding industry they're always so concerned about their clients opinions and getting a bad review and all of these things um, i think you should be just as concerned as how you're perceived by your your peers and other vendors in the industry, because that can have much more long-term damage than a bad review from one client. Let's be honest.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a really valid point. Oh gosh, Margot, Thank you so much for being here. This has been amazing. I really hope this helps everybody listening and we're going to list all of these of, that we talked about some of the applications mm-hmm. and links to the SBA in the show notes, but let's tell everybody how they can find out more about you. Um, connect Absolutely. Uh, I love Say
1: Instagram. Hello. Instagram is probably the, the number one place that you can find me. I am at harmony Creative. Uh, I've also made uh, a handy checklist for everyone. So it's an evaluation checklist. So it's a list of, I think 10 to 12 things that you should really be looking into to evaluate your business. It's free. You give me your email. I'll give you the checklist. It's really easy. Uh, And you can find that at bit.ly slash M X worst case. So bit.ly slash M X W O R S T C A S E. Because my name is Margo spelled with an X at the end. So everything in my business is MX something so in case you're wondering what that's about but uh but it's it's just a <laughs> I love handy it. checklist that I made a couple years ago, kind of as I was coming back into my business. And, you know, that really helped me evaluate and that I think can help other people, you know, think about every single aspect of the things that they need to think about, you know, from, you know, contracts and insurance, like we were talking about down to having an actual emergency plan. I live in California, there could be an earthquake tomorrow. God, I hope not, 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 Please not in the middle of all this. Oh, August. God, please so, don't. Knock but, on wood, people. But if knock there is, <laughs> you know, you need to have a plan as to how you're going to have, you know, business contingencies. So it's, it's, it's a list of everything that you need to think of and you can grab it free right there.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll put a link in the show notes. so You guys can just uh, swipe up now and you can click on it and join and get it. So thank you so much for being here. Thank Stay you. Stay safe in California. And we all right, really Thanks so much for having it. me. We'll talk to you soon. and tricks and invaluable advice we love you guys be sure to check out all their links and information in the show notes you can find out more about them and their services and give them a shout out online and on instagram if you're listening take a screenshot share it with your um in your instagram stories tag at janae Kirshner, and i'll share it in line can't wait to hear from you guys soon and share our next cup of tea together bye